You've been listening to amazing music here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Coming up next, JM Sunday with Matis Weingast here at NahumSiegel.com.
Good morning, everyone. Welcome to JM Sunday, right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm your host, Matas Weingast. Today, whoops, <laughs> excuse me, got that in too quickly. We'll get to you in a second. Uh, sorry about that. It is, uh, today is January 5th, 2020. Today is the uh, first show of the uh, new year. 2020, and um, we are glad to be here, and we are glad you could join us. It's the eighth day in the month of Teves, 5780. The uh, We are into the eighth season on the Nachum Siegel Network. If you're studying Daf Yomi, and uh, if you aren't, it's a great day to start. Brachos, Daf Beis, the uh, first uh, page of the first Masechta in the uh, cycle. Amazing, uh, amazing seum that we all witnessed uh, one way or another. I on uh, live stream, many others in person uh, this past Wednesday. Amazing sight to see and mazel tov to everybody who has been studying and will continue to study the Dafyomi and uh, the next seven-year cycle starts today. It is 39 degrees outside of our studios and partly cloudy, going up to a high of 42 degrees and partly sunny, uh, heading down to 32 degrees overnight with a 20% chance of rain. In Jerusalem, it's 49 degrees and uh, going up to going down to a low overnight of 37 degrees. We uh, expect to have Rabbi Goldwasser at uh, 7:30. Not sure about. Not sure about the news from Israel at 8 o'clock. We'll find out. And um, we also uh, expect to um, to be here until 9 o'clock. Yep, with a lot of music. So we're going to get right to it. As you started uh, to hear, our Bonnie B uh, began in the background a little bit too early. But uh, here's one of the oldies. We are JM Sunday right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Love 
if I can. Fool if I can. Fool if I can behave for love.
Thanks for joining us here on JM Sunday. Matis Weingast with you. It is uh, 7.31 a.m. Eastern Time. And uh, glad you could join us. We heard from uh, Dan Nichols, Achenu Gov. Uh, we heard from uh, Miami Boys Choir, Ari Goldman, Shuebel Sharf Levine, and uh, Bonnie B. from Israel's Greatest Songs uh, in um, from the song festivals. We're going to get to Rabbi Goldwasser in a second. Uh, We'll hear from uh, Hannah Julian at uh, 8 o'clock, about half an hour, with the news from Israel. We are live with you. First show of the uh, new year, new secular year at least, January 5th, 2020, eighth day in the month of Teves. If you're studying Daf Yomi, or if you haven't, or want to start, today's a great day. Brachos Daf Beis, very beginning. 39 degrees outside right now of our studios, 49 degrees in Jerusalem. And... Uh, at this time, each and every uh, Sunday through Thursday, we present to you Rabbi David Goldwasser, Rabbi Goldwasser's words, L'Zecha Nishmas, Rav Zev, Rabbi Yosef Alevi, and L'Zecha Nishmas, Esther, Bas Rabbi Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We learn Bechesed Ve'emes, Yechuparavon. With truth and kindness, iniquity will be forgiven. Kindness shows a person it guards him from all afflictions. It can even save a person from death. Like it says, In Mishle, it says that charity saves from death. Rav Nosson Vachtvogel related that there was such an event that happened while he was in Kelm. One night, the altar of Kelm had a dream that Rabbeinu Yoyna had arrived in Kelm. 
an announcement was made that at a certain time, Rabbeinu Yonah would give a Musr Shmuz, a talk on ethics, in the central synagogue of Kelm. That evening, every Jew in town was seen walking towards the shul. After all, it was a unique opportunity to attend a lecture from the famed Shari Tshuva. Needless to say, the altar also headed towards the shul. But when he arrived at the entrance, a guard stopped him and asked him his name. When he gave the guard his name, he was refused entry into the lecture. The altar insisted on being allowed to enter, but to no avail. He begged to be let in on the merit of his holy ancestors. When that didn't help, he asked to be allowed on the merit of the thousands of Talmidim whom he taught Torah. However, it didn't work. The guard still refused him entry. Finally, the altar had an idea. You should know, he said, my son is Reb Nachum Velvel. As soon as he said that, the guard allowed the altar to enter. At that point, the altar awoke and realized that it was all just a dream. Amazed and deeply moved by his dream, he immediately summoned his son and asked him, What's the meaning of the dream? What great schus did you attain that only the mention of your name allowed me to enter? Reb Nachum explained that for a long time he had only one pair of torn, worn-out shoes that he could barely walk in. One day he passed the shoemaker and he saw a beautiful pair of shoes, well-made, at a great price. He wanted to buy the shoes, but he didn't have any money. Each day he set aside whatever coin he had in order to save up for the shoes. Finally he had enough money and he was able to purchase them. But when he put them on, he appreciated even more how perfectly they were made. Now he would be able to walk in a dignified pair of shoes. Not long after, though, on a freezing cold night, with a blizzard blowing high drifts of snow, there was a knock at the door. When Reb Nachum opened the door, he saw a poor destitute beggar standing there with threadbare clothing, no protection against the cold and wind. Reb Nachum welcomed him into his home. He gave him a hot meal and some money. Reb Nachum, however, was shocked to see that the beggar was barefoot. He had been walking in the freezing snow without shoes, and his feet were scratched and bloody. The beggar explained that he simply didn't have the money to buy a pair of shoes. Without a moment's hesitation, Reb Nachum took out his new pair of shoes and handed them over to the poor man without saying a word. Reb Nachum then concluded, It would seem that this is the merit that gained you entrance to that shear. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day. They broke through in 48 Paving the way for us all Taking the land, making a state Freedom was their call But they knew they were a link in the chain This was more than just winning a war They were holding on tight to generations of people Who tried countless times before But the weapon they used to be fought with the fight Helped them carry the prayers, the hopes and the light Was the fact that they all believed in the cause and learn from their father.
par nouveau, par nouveau le tour de son. Toi vois me oid me oid, horez me oid. Horez Hashem, Hashem au par nouveau, par nouveau le tour de son. Toi vois me oid me oid, horez me
Make you 
Benny Friedman, before that we heard Nachas, and uh, we heard from Mordechai Ben David, Yerachim Begun in the Miami Boys Choir, uh, David Gabay and Schlockrock opened up our song segment uh, following Morning Chizuk. We're going to get to news from Israel in uh, just a few seconds. Uh, a, uh, a mention that we are here until 9 o'clock this morning. Coming up at 8.30, I'll be joined by a member of the Amor Avenue Shul uh, board and security team in uh, Elizabeth, New Jersey, to talk about a uh, a fundraiser for increased security and talk about the security issues in light of uh, the recent anti-Semitic attacks around our area, especially Jersey City and uh, Muncie. Uh, so we'll talk uh, about that at 8.30 in the campaign to raise uh, some funds for increased security. Uh, and uh, we are, as I said, here till 9 o'clock this morning. At this time, uh, we are ready for the news from Israel. Hannah Julian joins us every Sunday morning to bring us up to date on the latest happenings in the state of Israel. Good morning, Hannah Julian. 
Good morning, Matis. It's been something of a wild weekend, so let's get right down to it. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu opened this morning's cabinet meeting with condolences and by expressing the nation's shock over the death of two men yesterday, Dean Yaakov Shoshani and Stav Harari, drowned in an elevator in Tel Aviv. The Prime Minister spoke with top government and police officials to determine how it could have happened and to try and prevent it from happening again. This is connected to the crazy weather we had over the weekend. In Tel Aviv, there was a monumental rainstorm. Four people died as a result. These two got stuck when their elevator short-circuited in the basement and began to fill with water. Israel's central emergency hotline got the call, and first responders got to the scene to extract the two men, but they were in critical condition when they reached the hospital and both died a short time later. Also in Tel Aviv, a man and woman were trapped when their car was totally submerged underwater. Israel police swam to that car in order to break them out, but they were too late and both of them died. There is a silver lining to all this. The news is not all bad. You'll hear about that shortly. Iraq's oil ministry says dozens of Americans who are working for foreign oil companies are preparing to leave that country. That's because the U.S. Embassy in Baghdad warned them to get out of Iraq immediately. This took place a few hours after a U.S. strike that killed Iranian Quds Force Commander Qasem Soleimani. I assume you've heard all about that. And the deputy chief of Iraq's popular mobilization forces, Abu Mahdi al-Muhandas. The Netherlands, by the way, has also urged its citizens to leave Baghdad as well. In his opening remarks at today's cabinet meeting, Prime Minister Netanyahu also expressed Israel's full support for President Trump's decision to kill Iran's Soleimani. The Quds Force commander was responsible for the death of many American citizens and many other innocent people in recent decades. And, by the way, now as well. Netanyahu pointed out that he initiated, planned, and carried out many terror attacks in the region and beyond. And he said, Israel stands with America in its struggle for security, peace, and self-defense. Now, as to that silver lining I talked about, we had really stormy weather here in Israel this weekend, but it paid off at Lake Kinneret, the Sea of Galilee, in English. The current level of the lake as of today stands at 211 meters and 48 centimeters above the lower red line, nearly halfway to the upper red line, where the lake would be at maximum capacity. The level of the lake is rising by 10 centimeters per week at this point. That's according to Israel's water authority. This weekend, we had snow up in the northern sector, nonstop rain in the central and southern regions, which rain is always a blessing. But there was also endless flooding in some parts of the country where the drainage systems just could not handle it. Social media is filled with amazing video footage for those who want to take a look. There's also a story about that on jewishpress.com if you want to take a look there. Now, let's take a look at what what forecasters are seeing for the rest of today and tomorrow. 
We had a little rain in the morning, and the wet weather continues up north. But in the south, crystal clear skies in Israel today. In southern Israel especially, bright blue with sunshine, although it's a bit colder and windier than usual, high around 60 degrees. Partly cloudy skies overnight, with cold weather continuing throughout the country, strong winds along the coast, and scattered rain in northern Israel, clearing up by tomorrow, still windy along the coast, and just a little bit warmer. Have a great week, everyone. I'm Hannah Julian for JM Sunday. Thank you, Hannah Julian. That's our news from Israel. Uh, we'll see you next week right here on JM Sunday, exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network. Uh, it is uh, 8.06 in the morning, Eastern Time. Time to get back to the music. And here is another selection by Benny Friedman, right here on JM Sunday, exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs> Shabbos Kodesh, Shabbos Kodesh Yudelach prepare for Shabbos Kodesh Joy is in the air for Shabbos Kodesh Everyone with a soul aflame To meet the Shabbos Kodesh Everyone with a role to play To greet the Shabbos Kodesh A priceless gift, a spiritual lift Everyone finds a way to assist Do whatever they can do for the Shabbos Kodesh A pleasure for the Jew is a Shabbos Kodesh A welcome a labor, a heavenly favor Shabbos Dressed to the nines It's almost evening The house is gleaming The soup is steaming Go recover and discover On the Shabbos Kodesh Don't forget to thank your mother For the Shabbos Kodesh I used to think my mother Was a Shabbos queen She'd stand so regally With royal grace And whisper to the king Of the universe Hashem will give me the strength I need to handle it And I will walk by the light of a thousand Friday nights And the pillows of my mother who always had her candles lit Oh, and when I grow up, no matter what life brings Hashem will give me the strength I need to handle it And I will walk by the light of a thousand
תדלקו האורות. והשקט סביב מרגש כמו תמיד, הוא מושך אותי חזרה. במפגש הצטלבות של דרכים, גם אני לא הייתי תמים. איך פתאום זה קרה שחלפה הסערה, וסחפה אותי חזרה. אז תקבל אותי כמו שאני. ותחזק אותי אבא שלי, כי אתה הוא מלא רחמים, עזור מלמעלה אלוקים, אז תישאר כל הזמן לצידי, שלא אהיה לעולם לבדי. בלילות, בימים, בדרכים, תשמור בכל רגע בעולם יש המון הפתעות, לו יכולתי עוד אז כבר לראות שאלוקים לצידי ואני לא לבדי ויש מלאכים מסביבי עברתי מסע נדודים במרוץ אחרי החיים יום הולך ויום בא ואני שוב נשבר עכשיו אין לך אהבה יקר, אז תקבל אותי כמו שאני, ותחזק אותי אבא שלי, כי אתה הוא מלא רחמים, עזור מלמעלה אלוקים, אז תישאר כל הזמן לצידי, שלא אהיה לעולם לבדי, בלילות, בימים, בדרכים, תשמור בכל תחזק אותי אבא שלי Thank <laughs> you. 
Schmelzer with Kapayim here on JM Sunday. Matis Weingast with you as we approach uh, 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time. And whatever time it is, wherever you are around the world, hello to all the listeners that are in Israel and other parts of the world, and of course around here in the United States. Thank you for joining us. We heard Avram Fried before Lipa, uh, Aaron David, Hamakar, and uh, Benny Friedman started off our song segment following the news from Israel with Hannah Julian in English as we present to you every week here on JM Sunday. Don't forget, we're here till 9 o'clock, another half hour or so, and uh, great programming continues all day long here on the network. 
Nachum will be back tomorrow morning, bright and early, 6 a.m., uh, after his uh, whirlwind trip to Israel. I'm sure he'll have a lot to talk about. Great programming there. Catch it on the archives if you didn't get a chance to listen live. Today, as I've mentioned before, is uh, Brachos Daf Beis, a great time to start Daf Yomi. Just another seven and a half years to go following the completion of the 13th cycle. We're already in the 14th cycle. Amazing. So uh, when you get a chance, there's so many ways um, of learning the daf uh, live in a group, uh, or you can listen to a a shir. I personally use Real Clear Daf with the Rabbi Wise. It's an app, and um, I find it to be very, very uh, clear and enjoyable. We've had Rabbi Wise on the air before. I hope to get him on in the next few weeks to talk about the uh, completion of one cycle and the start of another. Uh, So it's a great day to start, and uh, you just have to do one daf at a time. Do one today, great. Do it tomorrow, great. Do it the next day, great. Just one day at a time. That's all it is. 39 degrees outside of our studios, and uh, clear, going up to a high of 42, partly sunny, and uh, 32 degrees the overnight, 20% chance of rain uh, overnight in our area. It's 8.30 in the morning. I want to welcome to the airwaves Amanda Abu. Uh, Amanda is a board member of the Elmora Avenue Shul here in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Our broadcast headquarters is in Elizabeth. Uh, It is part of the JEC community, and she is also the chairperson of the security committee. Good morning, Amanda, and welcome to JM Sunday. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure. Um, You know, we all know a week ago, Saturday night, there was a horrific attack in uh, Muncie aimed at Jews who were at their rabbi's home celebrating Hanukkah. I'm sure you, as so many others uh, around the world, were were shocked and saddened by this violence, which has seemed to become a a near daily occurrence in our area. Uh, But my first question to you is when you heard later in the week that the suspect had been using the Internet to search for certain topics, including, quote, Zionist temples in Elizabeth, which obviously refers to our synagogues, how did that make you feel as a shul member and as a parent? I would say that it made me feel vulnerable and exposed and scared. And it made me feel like we need to do something now to protect our family and our community members. Um, You know, not to jump the gun or anything, but we have for a Maybe about a year now, we have been, uh, we've had volunteers standing outside uh, questioning people who come in. One of those people is my husband, and so it made it even more real that this could potentially be an attack not only on my community, but on my family personally as well. Right, exactly. And the people that you have outside, we're going to get to some specifics um, of uh, what is in this community. And one of the reasons I wanted to have you on is not only to discuss what goes, uh, what's going on in our community and a fundraiser that you set up this week uh, to help with that, but also to let other communities know that there are things that can be done to enhance security and safety. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, we're in an area, we're in an era Excuse me. Where uh, the idea that it can't happen here is is just totally uh, out the window. It can happen any place, and um, and we hear about it. So in this case, in uh, our shul here on Moore Avenue uh, Shul, 
there have been, like you said, volunteers who are not um, experts in security. They're certainly not security guards uh, who watch the shul uh, on Shabbos when there's a, a, when, when there's services. And you know to ask questions and to just look and see what's uh, going on. Have have they had some training uh, with a group? I believe uh, they have. Am I right? So we are affiliated and trained through CSS, and mm-hmm. I, as long as uh, your local rabbi agrees to it, I encourage every community at a minimum to look into it or to get trained by some kind of. Um, you know, group that does similar training. Uh, a big part of what CSS teaches us is that it's really about deterrence more than anything. Right. Um, standing outside, being guards when we're obviously not trained guards is really about deterrence more than anything. We want to show that we have a presence, that we know what's happening, that we have our eyes open, that if anything is strange or looks out of place, we're on it and we're going to address it right away, and that we just won't allow just anybody into our shul. Right, and it um, might... So our... Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> to answer the question about whether or not we have training, a bunch of us actually um, did have training. We have level two and up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are having CSS come to our community, if anybody is interested, um, over the next few months for even more training, where a lot of our volunteers that haven't yet received the training will will be receiving it and um again i I can't i can't say it enough how much i encourage every shul in the united states to do some kind of training right Uh, and uh just as in our community uh, other communities also uh, certainly community officials um have been in touch with the local police and the mayor's office in in our town and in other towns to at least um temporarily I guess I uh, add uh, more visible police presence again as a deterrent um, and to also, uh, unfortunately, give um, a greater sense of security to, to all of us who attend shul. Uh, you know, you don't want to go to shul and be afraid to go to shul. So having your group out there and having the volunteers is extremely important. Having the police out there is extremely important. Uh, but there are other things that can be done also. I know as a community, there are different grants available to increase certain aspects of the uh, of the security of the buildings and, and things like that. Uh, but there are more things that can be done which cost a lot of money. And right. uh, this past week, you set up a GoFundMe page which is taken off tremendously. And, uh, you know, when you have things like, um, I can't even believe we're talking about things like this, but but bulletproof vests and, and uh, walkie-talkies and other things that would be needed, um, you set up a GoFundMe page that has already surpassed uh, donations of over, over $11,000 uh, in just the last week. Um, what prompted you to do that? Well... I think just keeping an eye on what's going on in recent events, you know, I'm in charge of, I think, I don't, I don't want to, you know, um, sound too arrogant, but the reality of the situation is that I think that my job is one of the most important jobs in the shul. I mean, there's nothing more important, in my opinion, than keeping our shul safe. And, right. and that also means keeping my team safe especially, you know, 
when they're out there, they're out there in the cold, they're out there in the heat, they're out there at all times. It doesn't matter if it's raining or if it's snowing. Every single part of the community needs to stay safe. And seeing that this person, that Grafton Thomas, wanted to specifically target our community, I don't, it just, it just shocked me into, okay, we got to get this going. There's no more just talking about it. It's not a hypothetical anymore. This has become a real situation that very easily can potentially go somewhere and chas v'shalom, you know, affect us and hurt us. I just, I, I wasn't, I just wasn't willing to take it anymore. <laughs> right, right. No, absolutely. And it's extremely important because if we're afraid to go to shul, then, you know, there's, there's not going to be a, a shul to go to. It's, it's not going right. to take place. So, of course, it's important. And I was looking at some of the things that can be purchased. I, I'm sure you have lists of things, but it was curious I had mentioned Bulletproof Fest. You know, as I'm sure you know, and just letting the public know, uh, other organizations, other shuls, they, there are things that can be bought to help um, – uh, during the winter time, for people who are standing outside, it, it is bitter cold, and you know you want to you don't want to get somebody sick. There are actually these uh, heating stands that could be set up that somebody standing around there gets gets a, a ambient heat, I guess, from from them, uh, which are not things. And I mention that because it's not something that an organization or a community might really have the funds for or think about. You know the the uh, the little bit of comfort that could help people who want to volunteer for something like this. And all those things are important. Uh, I don't want to go into you know, too many specifics about the security setups or what you might want to get, but I, I imagine these are the type of things that funding would, um, would, would help protect on different levels. Right. So a lot of, I think, uh, first of all, we have to decide once we, we're never going to shut down this, this GoFundMe or fundraiser, because, you know, we constantly need more funds. I would say that the main places, ideally, where I'm looking to potentially allocate the money is an extra armed guard, because, you know, that's really, to have that extra protection, first of all, is more deterrence, and then we can also afford to have somebody on the inside with us, which is really important. Like I said before, the bulletproof vest, to address your heating issue, there are certain, um, you know, vests, that can go underneath that will really warm up a person. We happen to get ahead there. It's very important that you ask your local rabbi because not every rabbi will give the same heterim, but our rabbi agreed to uh, let us have the hand warmers, you know, mm, to take it yeah. out. Um, so we can we can have that in our gloves and our, in our shoes, which is, of course, very, very helpful. Um, there are lots of different ways. I'm, I'm not going to go into every single thing that we need to do, right. but there are a lot of different ways that that a GoFundMe or a fundraiser will help us because at the end of the day there's only so much money and it's really up to us to take care of our own and the shul has and the community and all of our friends that have donated have come together and united in such a beautiful way I'm, I just it's really it's very it's heartwarming to see how many people have come together for us and and it's beautiful to see us come together as a community this way. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, you mentioned about the guard inside the shul would be, you know, an unfortunate reality we have to deal with. But I'm sure you heard about the situation in Texas this past week in a church where a gunman came in and uh, shot and I believe killed two people. But he was killed uh, almost uh, immediately by a um, by an, uh, an armed uh, person in the in the church. Uh, and I believe if my if what I read was correct, that person was actually trained, the, the 
guard or was actually trained in in our area uh, originally. I don't remember if he was a former policeman or not, but he was right there. It's, it's horrific to even think that something like this would happen, but yet you have to be prepared because it just happened in Jersey City. It happened in a shul in Muncie, and and we're a uh, we're a target. We're all targets for this. Uh, yeah. So it's extremely important. I think important. unfortunately. Yeah, you're right. I think, unfortunately, Poway, Pittsburgh, all of these commu- all of these places and communities, that, you know, so many of them, they weren't expecting it. It doesn't, you know, we're in Elizabeth, we're, we're close to New York, so maybe in that sense, you know, people have, more people have an eye on us. But the reality of the situation is that it really doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter where you are in the country. Um, you, all of us, unfortunately have to take care of ourselves and we have to be aware of the fact that this can happen anywhere and everywhere. Right. You have to we have to change our whole culture, which I think is really probably one of the most important things. Something that we've been stressing in shul is, you know, you gotta keep doors locked. You can't just let anybody in just because you think that they're a Jewish person. Unfortunately that this is just what it's come right. to and we all have to open up our eyes and just accept this as at least for now, the unfortunate reality. Right, exactly. Uh, the GoFundMe page, if you go to, fund, to GoFundMe.com, you can search for Elmora, E-L-M-O-R-A, Av, A-V-E, Shul, and it'll pop up. Uh, and uh, right now, it's, uh, about $11,000 uh, has been raised so far, and it'll all go to the security of the... Uh, yeah, you know, the security setup that needs to be uh, done. Amanda Boo is the uh, is a board member of the Elmore Avenue Shul and is a chairperson of the security committee. I know there are plenty of people who work with you on that, and um, and and it's a great tribute that they do. I want to give a shout out to our great friend uh, who's who's been on these airwaves and certainly from town here, um, Jay Booksbaum, who added a little something. Uh, <laughs> yesterday, this week, he said that, I think if I remember correctly, he said that anybody who donates a hundred dollars just in our, from our community local, uh, he would, uh, get a bottle of wine to them. Was that, did I have that right? Yeah. Uh, and, hey, you know, what's great about GoFundMe is that everybody can be on board. I mean, you've been following the entire week. We've all kind of been encouraging each other. Let's do this. Let's, you know, and you can check and you can see. And so it was so generous when Jay got on board and said, all right, <laughs> anybody that donates $100 or more in honor, somebody else in the community will receive a bottle of wine. Right. That, that's um, it's very just cool. another example of how amazing the community is. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> thank, thank God. And, uh, you know, there are many aspects of security. Again, I'm not going to go into it where the whole community, all the shuls work together on certain things. And then each individual shul uh, has its own responsibilities and can do what it can to uh, to help secure and safety. And it's the world we live in, unfortunately. Uh, I, uh, I want to thank you for joining us on the air today. Uh, I thank wish you, you welcome. I wish you success uh, to you and to your team on the endeavor hopefully you're welcome hopefully none of it will be necessary but it will give a sense of security and uh you know people (laughs) this is just not even a close example but people sometimes ask well why do you put a a a club on a car if uh you know the area may not be so bad or whatever you know so prone to car thefts and the answer a lot of people give is you know um if somebody does come to look at the car and they see mine with the club hopefully they you know, won't take it. They'll just go away. 
And that's the hope here uh, is mm-hmm. is that when, you know, if God forbid somebody sees something um, and they're intent on doing harm and they see that we're not quiet and we're not uh, just uh, oblivious to it and that they may not succeed and it may cost them their life, uh, maybe they would think twice. Can yeah. I, if it's okay with you, I would just like to give a really big shout out and thank you to the entire team. Of course. Uh, Jesse Mason, who's on the floor with everybody, who's the team leader week, every single week, who sets everything up. And of course, all of our incredible volunteers that stand outside who dedicate at least once a month. And there are many who do it every week. And I just really want to say how grateful we are as a community and as a team leader. It's an honor to work with all of you. And, uh, and I just, I'm very appreciative that we have such a, um, this kind of community who really stands by us and appreciates us and, and who, especially who has donated up until now. So I just really want to give a big shout out, especially to my team who's, and to the shul, but especially my team who's really incredible. Absolutely. Uh, thank you, Amanda. The, the GoFundMe page again is, uh, you can go to search Elmora Av Shul, you'll find it. Um, thank you again for joining us, for sharing with us what's going on in this community. Hopefully it'll give some ideas to other communities uh, that may be looking to do something uh, as a uh, deterrent. And again, hopefully none of it will be necessary, but it will be important to have for the near future, for sure. Thanks again, Amanda. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Bye-bye. It is uh, 8.46 in the morning here on JM Sunday. My thanks again to Amanda Abu of the uh, Elmora Avenue Shul for joining us and talking about the uh, situation that's going on now and the response that the community has and what other communities can do if they are considering and should consider, unfortunately, uh, should have to consider... Um, increased uh, security needs. So, um, yeah, GoFundMe.com. You can set up your own GoFundMe pages for your communities. Uh, And, uh, you know, a lot of people look to that that platform to contribute tzedakah. And uh, even if it's not something in their own community, they, they look to it to see what's out there. So can't hurt to set something up. The GoFundMe page for here is Elmore Av Shul. Search for that, E-L-M-O-R-A-A-V-E-S-H-U-L, separate words, and uh, you know, contribute if you can. Time to go back to the music. We're here for about another 13 minutes. Uh, who's up next? Moshe Mendlowitz with Kolm Avaser on JM Sunday, exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs>
up with uh, Lo Nale by Mendy Trufi here on the JM Sunday, uh, where a great program continues, of course, all day long here on the network. Nachum will be back tomorrow morning, uh, bright and early with JM in the uh, AM, followed by the Israel Show and all the great programming. Uh, I just want to take the opportunity to uh, to note the passing of Barry Lieben on Friday. Uh, Barry was a great person, a great uh, friend of uh, of Nachum and uh, all of us at the um, at the network at JM and the AM. Uh, he uh, he was a, a great figure in the professional world of travel and in the sports world, a lover of Israel and a supporter of Israel. And uh, he uh, absolutely will be tremendously missed. His uh, funeral is actually taking place today. Uh, at 10 o'clock Eastern Time in Livingston at the uh, Bernheim Apter Kreitzman Suburban Funeral Chapel, which is at 68 Old Short Hills Road in Livingston. Uh, and uh, that, that is, again, taking place at uh, 10 o'clock uh, today. And if uh, if you're around and are able to go and show, um, you know, just to be there, it would be amazing. I'm sure Nachum will talk more about the Barry tomorrow, uh, but he's going to be missed. Uh, he's really a great person, and um, yeah, it's uh, it's sad, um, but he leaves behind a great uh, legacy. That is the end of the show today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you to Amanda Abu, who joined us to talk about security in, in synagogues, and especially in the one in Elizabeth, the GoFundMe page of... Um, Elmora Avshul is there. Uh, we hope to see you next week right here on JM Sunday exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network. You've been listening to Matis Weingast and JM Sunday on NachumSiegel.com right here at the Nachum Siegel Network.